So our next speaker is Henry Stuhl. He is with Bowery Farming, and he is the Senior Vice President of Science and Technology. Please join me in welcoming Henry. <clears throat> Thank you, Michelle. Uh, again, my name is Henry Stuhl, uh, and I'm the EVP of Science and Technology at Bowery Farming. Uh, and today I'll be talking about how we use AI to optimize our indoor farms of the future. Before we dive too deep, I want to give you guys a little background about Bowery, who we are, and some of the problems that we're solving. Bowery is the modern farming company growing food for a better future by revolutionizing agriculture. Now let's talk about what that means by looking ahead into the not-too-distant future in the world we'll all be living in. The year is 2050. The population will be growing to exceed 10 billion people. Now imagine that population being ever-focused in urban areas. Now, imagine the stress that that population will put on our global food supply. We need to modernize farming because it's a market that has to grow. Some more facts. Over 70% of our annual fresh water supply currently goes to farming practices. Over a billion pounds of pesticides are used in the United States alone. And 30% of the arable land in the United States is already used. Traditional farming just won't meet this demand. We won't meet this demand because the supply chain is also complex and fragmented. From farm to processing to shelf, the opportunities to increase shelf life and nutrition while decreasing waste, cost, and time are enormous. These challenges and opportunities exist as we progressed through the 21st century. At Bowery, we're building part of the solution to this problem. We're building a network of warehouse-scale indoor farms where we can grow produce 365 days a year, indoors, hydroponically, without soil, using LED lights. And we do that while using zero pesticides. Our vertical farms are over 100 times more productive with land use than a traditional farm. And because of our closed-loop, recirculating hydroponic systems, we're over 95% more efficient with our water usage than a traditional farm. This is the future that we're building at Bowery. And behind me is a glimpse into one of our larger farms. Now, there are several key factors that enable us to build that future today. The first is one that many of you have heard about. It's LED technology. The trend in both a decrease in cost and an increase in, in efficiency over the last decades is certainly a key to enable this technology today. But there's more. In order to build a truly scalable system, 
We believe that indoor farming must sit at the nexus of several key technological trends. Advances in custom sensor technology, robotics and automation, computer vision and artificial intelligence are all keys, all parts of the puzzle to get us there now. Now before we dive into what contributes to these advances and how they work in our indoor farms, we already looked ahead a little bit. Let's take a moment to look backwards at the evolution of technology in farming. Imagine a farmer. Let's call him Farmer Tom. 10,000 years ago, Tom planted some seeds. He fed them, let the sun shine on them, eventually harvested them, and fed them to himself, his family, and maybe his village. Wash, rinse, and repeat, over and over. He ended up picking what seemed to be, to him, the best seeds to grow to solve his problems. For most of time, this cycle repeated, developing some new technology along the way. Fast forward to the 1900s, that technology that was available to Tom becomes more mechanical in nature. Eventually, Tom needing to feed whole cities, that technology had to evolve to include the use of chemicals, pesticides, fertilizers, this allowed him to grow bigger crops on smaller amounts of land. Today, Farmer Tom has used up much of that land that's available to him. And he's actually started to destroy a significant portion of that because of those farming practices. And he still needs to feed this population that's growing rapidly. We bring Farmer Tom indoors into the farms of the future. Tom now has full knowledge of every single variable that, grow, that goes into growing the best quality crops. Now, at the core of our farms is technology to monitor, control, and operate these complex systems, our farms. That tech is what we call the Bowery Operating System. The Bowery OS is software, hardware, and AI tools that allow us to operate and learn from our farms. Operating can mean things like, how do we turn the lights, the fans, on and off? How can we change their intensity? How do we turn irrigation on and off and control the flow of water? It also happens to mean how do our farmers on a daily basis know what they have to do, when they have to do it, and where it needs to be? Now, when we talk about learning from our farms, we're talking about how do we improve both yield and quality over time. And I like to think about this type of learning as a sort of flywheel. We grow in our production facilities. We collect vast amounts of data. We learn from that data, and we feed those learnings back into our production farms. Wash, rinse, and repeat. That is our cycle. And of course, there's also more that goes into learning from our farms. There's also the learning of how do we be more productive and utilize the space and resources available to us. 
Now, traditionally, farming technologies, particularly indoors, have been formed by a hodgepodge of disconnected systems. There's irrigation, which is the movement of water, fertigation, which is the mixing of nutrients into that water, the systems that control them. There's lighting control systems and automation control systems. And of course, there's our plants. The Bowery OS connects first and third party systems that magnify the capabilities and knowledge of the farm as a whole. So what's an operating system really? A simple way to look at it is it's software that connects hardware to other software and applications, usually with a communications protocol. That's exactly what the Bowery OS does. We have custom-built hardware, software, and integrations with third-party systems that can now all talk to one another. We remove this disconnected hodgepodge and bring it all together. And we control and sense and monitor almost everything that goes into growing our crops. Things like temperature, humidity, CO2, those are easy to understand. How the air flows over our crops. What nutrients we're feeding to our crops. Where the crops live. What type of water they're getting. How close are the plants together. We've made it possible to now track the inputs and outputs of everything we grow. Now, that ability is the first part of an unlock for us to learn more faster than ever before. And again, learning, in this case, we're talking about how to improve the output of our farms in both yield and quality. The second unlock is how our farms operate. Our farms operate much like an assembly line, where every day we plant, harvest, pack, and ship. Every day. Now, if we think about each group of plants that we sow, that we plant, as a crop, as a singular, singular unit, something really interesting happens. We go through over 100,000 crop cycles a year in one of our farms, much less a network of farms. Each of those crops I think of as a learning opportunity. The tricky part, you can't just learn because at the end of the day, we have customers. We're feeding people. And so wherever we have to learn, we have to balance that with production operations. Now compare that to the rate of learning in a traditional farm. Most farms outdoors have somewhere between one to six crop cycles a year as learning opportunities. It's not much of a comparison, actually. The key to learning more faster is measuring and understanding the inputs and the outputs. Really? This is the setup for a great optimization problem and use of AI to increase both yield and quality over time. It's what we call science at scale at Bowery. This application of machine learning 
has parallels to what's known as the multi-arm bandit problem. This is perfect. We're in Las Vegas. Picture an octopus sitting out on a casino floor. The octopus sits in front of slot machines with its eight arms and starts playing slots. It starts to pull with each of its arms. And for the sake of the example, let's say with arm seven, it starts to realize a higher rate of return on that slot machine. Well, the octopus, octopus should start to exploit that knowledge and start to pull that slot 80% of the time. At the same time, exploring with each of its other arms. Until the octopus finds with arm number two, it starts to see a higher rate of return. And so now the octopus switches its exploitation to arm number two, and again starts exploiting, exploring with its other arms. This problem was really interesting to me when I first learned of it. And I thought, what are our levers, what are our levers to pull? Recipes. This is Tom Colicchio. He's a chef, he's a TV host, an advisor, and an investor in Bowery. He thinks about plating his culinary plates by forming combinations of ingredients into recipes, tasting, observing, but ultimately converging on perfection. We do the same thing with the produce that we grow. So what goes in to the perfect recipe at Bowery? I've talked about many of these already in this list. Things like temperature, humidity, CO2. There's light intensity, right, which is how much light is shining down on our plants. But there's also photo period, right, which is what's the day-night cycle a plant sees. There's light spectrum. What color are the plants getting? What direction is the airflow moving on top of our plants? What type of nutrients go to different types of crops? Where do they live? How close together are our plants? What is the plant density? There's trillions of permutations per cultivar. A cultivar is a, is a type of seed. Pulling one lever at a time just doesn't work. Making one manipulation at a time just doesn't work. It would take forever to get through all of the combinations. Also, with our type of control, we're talking about dynamic recipes. So we're not saying a crop should have a certain experience for its whole life. What we're really saying is we can break this down into smaller chunks. What is the crop experience week by week, day by day, minute by minute? The number of permutations explodes. Now, to really experiment, to drive yield and quality, we really have to know good from bad. We need to have to know what impact we're having by making tweaks here and there. We have to understand how we're changing the growth rates of our plants. Now, I mentioned this earlier. 
We've built custom hardware. We built a camera system that monitors the growth of all of the crops growing in our farms, every single one. The first application of AI I want to dive a little bit deeper into is how we use deep learning to make sense of all of our images from our camera systems. This is a video of one crop with two different views. What I realized is looking at videos of plants growing, I could actually watch these videos all day long. It's fascinating. You see, it looks like the plants are dancing. Um, it's really spectacular. What we're seeing from this image, on the left, we're classifying what is plant versus not plant. And we're taking from that classification information to generate growth curves for points of comparison as we're pulling all of our levers. The line, the red line on the bottom left shows one of those growth curves. Now on the right, I mentioned there's two sides to this coin. It's not all about yield. Yield always comes at a cost of quality. So on the right, you can see an example of another type of classification that we perform. In this case, we're detecting quality defects, purpling of arugula in the bounding boxes. And we can monitor how the changes of inputs affect our outputs. We can tell, are we doing good or are we doing bad? Which, remember, is critical. We're selling these crops. It can't just be about an experiment. Our farmer, Tom, can now participate in this exploration versus exploitation problem. He can implement and track many experiments at the same time. What you're seeing here are the outcomes of one example of this recipe search. It's a simple example. It's really more like an A-B test, where different data points, different colors represent yield outcomes for various recipes introduced. What you see is as we learn a recipe has a higher yielding outcome, we drop off the recipes that have lower yielding outcomes. I mentioned this is a, a, a simpler example. It's more of an A-B test. What we're doing in our farms is A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We're analyzing hundreds of recipes all at the same time. Now, science at scale of this form is enabled by knowledge of all the inputs via the Bowery operating system, custom hardware with cameras using deep learning to analyze those images, and measurement of all the inputs and outputs. We have the ability for the first time to create a machine for improvement. That improvement gets us converging to that perfect recipe. Now, there are, of course, other problems we've encountered as we've built and operated our farms. For instance, when you look into the window of one of our farms, from a certain perspective, mine as a physicist, I look up and I see a 3D matrix of available locations to put crops. Now, when I would come into our first farm, I would look in the window early in the morning and I would ask myself two questions. The first 
how do you decide the order to do your work at the beginning of every day? The second, how do you decide where to put things back at the end of the day? Those two questions used to take probably somewhere on the order of like an hour to two every single day. That was tough in our first farm. Since then, our farms have grown almost 100 times in size. And it's near impossible for a person to answer those questions, those seemingly simple questions. Really, this is just another optimization problem for us to solve, again, with clear constraints. It turns out butterhead lettuce likes to live near butterhead lettuce. If it can't, it'll take romaine. Romaine and butterhead can grow next to each other. It turns out both of those don't like to live next to kale or arugula. Every day in our farms, machine learning algorithms run and tell our modern farmers what crops to grab in what order and where to put them at the end of the day. They're seemingly simple questions that are really hard to solve. And the tough decision making doesn't stop there. As we follow our crops through their life cycle, when they're harvested, we have more hard decisions to make. One thing I haven't talked about yet are the types of things we grow in our farms. Well, we grow butterhead lettuce, I mentioned, romaine, a few types of kale, arugula, mustard, bok choy, arugula, spinach, basil, cilantro, parsley. We've actually grown over uh, 200 different types of crops in our indoor farms. The problem we have is when we harvest something like romaine, we have to make the choice of how we fulfill orders with that romaine. We sell romaine as romaine lettuce. We sell romaine mixed with red leaf lettuce as a spring blend. How we allocate our product into clamshells, cases, and orders fulfilled has to be done in a way to avoid loss and maximize order fulfillment. This is just another example of complex decision making that we treat as an opportunity to use machine learning for to aid in solving. Really, remember, this is to really aid in helping fulfill our overall mission, to grow food for a better future, and to democratize access to the cleanest, freshest product possible. This was Farmer Tom then. He was using what tech he had available to him to feed his villages, later cities, eventually the whole country. But along the way, it came with a cost. Natural resources destroyed and natural nutritional loss and waste along the way on this complex supply chain. Yes, we brought Farmer Tom indoors into our vertical farms, but there's so much more. There's the connection of first and third party systems enabled by the Bowery operating system. There's the rate of learning that's now available by doing science at scale in our farms. Now, in our network of farms, all connected together, benefits and learnings from one permeate to all. Tom can now be scaled infinitely.
This is actually Farmer Tom today. She's enabled to make tough decisions, leverage the intelligence of science at scale in a way that's really never before been possible. She can easily grow the cleanest, freshest, most nutritious product and deliver it to consumers within days, not weeks. From my perspective, that's truly remarkable. I really thank you for coming today and joining me as I shared how we use AI to optimize our indoor farms of the future. Please do visit our website to learn more about who we are and what we do. And of course, feel free to check out our open roles. We're hiring for machine learning, software engineering roles, and beyond. Thank you. <laughs>